four of the North's biggest office markets are about to be rethought. City councils in Leeds, Manchester, Newcastle and Sheffield are at work on a new generation of long-range planning documents that will determine how much gets built and where. But are they planning on the basis of reliable projections or is it all crystal balls? I'm David Tain, Analysis Editor at Place North. In today's Place podcast, we're exploring whether the evidence which will justify new office development in the North's big cities really adds up. We'll also be taking a look at the latest data from a busy Newcastle office market and marking a change of pace and direction in the emerging build-to-rent living sector. Work has begun on the big plans that will shape city centre office markets in Leeds, Manchester, Newcastle and Sheffield. Along with the plan comes the supporting evidence, a raft of data and analysis, which is supposed to make these plans serious, reliable guide rails for economic growth. But some developers and agents spy a problem. In short, it's how you make sensible, potentially useful predictions for the amount of new office space your city will need in 5, 10 or 15 years' time. This is tricky because the office market is not what it was. Covid, talent shortages, green impulses and build costs soaring have changed the mood. So every city faces the same methodological problems, which look nerdy, and they are a bit, but matter enormously. The danger is that it's vibes and feels, not solid analysis, that directs what happens next. Are developers and agents right to be anxious? For a worked-out example of what's causing the office market to worry, take a look at Greater Manchester, where the city region's omnibus plan, places for everyone, is approaching the final hurdles after nine years of effort. The plan says that at least 21.7 million square feet of accessible new office floor place will be provided in the plan area over the period 2022 to 2039. So how did they get this number? The Places for Everyone number is based on an analysis from 2020 of changes in employment which said more people would end up working in offices, which is itself based on the Greater Manchester Forecasting Model produced in October 2019. It concluded that employment growth meant 14 to 17% more floor space. We might wonder if that's still right, but for now, let's stick with it. The trouble is that this kind of forecasting, it's called Accelerated Growth Scenario Employment Forecasts, isn't without its problems. And the more your economy changes, the more tricky it gets because the assumptions keep changing too. So the 2021 document reports a note of caution, that's quote, leading, and here's another quote, to greater uncertainty around translating jobs to floor space needs, end of quote. Now comes the really difficult bit, because whilst this approach gives you an arguable number for the projected increase in office employment in the whole of Greater Manchester, it gives you nothing for individual boroughs, like for instance Manchester, Bolton, Bury, and so on. The 2021 document confesses it is not possible to disaggregate the forecasts to a district level without undertaking significant new modelling. You have to turn to a 2022 document to show you how that big Greater Manchester-wide figure gets turned into a number for each of the nine boroughs who are party to the plan. Crucially, this calculation has absolutely nothing to do with the employment growth projections which kicked the process off in the first place. 
Instead, it's based on the list of potential development sites in each borough. You do a simple bit of math. If Manchester has 72% of the sites, then it gets 72% of the allocation. And Bob's your uncle. In other words, Manchester's 15.6 million allocation in places for everyone has nothing to do with the potential growth in office jobs in Manchester. It's only related to that list of maybe one day perhaps deliverable sites. Nobody knows whether 15.6 million square feet is enough or too much to meet employment growth. Even if we were sure that those somewhat dated employment growth figures were still reliable. And this disconnect with the economy is why some observers find the office development targets unbelievable and incoherent. There's lots of anger and bafflement, particularly since the focus thus far seems to be on new build and not so much on refurbishment, which is where they think the real opportunity lies. Senior city council figures tell me it's not either or, but both. So are there new ways of looking at the city centre office market likely to make a better job of getting the numbers right. A lot of energy and political enthusiasm is going into developing a new economic strategy for Manchester. This is in part influenced by a study by the Resolution Foundation called Economy 2030, A Tale of Two Cities, which is looking at ways to improve productivity. The gist is that Manchester city centre needs to be a lot bigger. Today, it's home to only 13% of the city region's workforce, and that's compared to 34% of Greater London's workforce who work in central London. And the claim here is that Manchester should look to London and emulate their target. That means about 180,000 new high-skilled graduate office jobs, which in turn means finding some offices to put them in. Respected Manchester property agency OBI has been asked to look into how the office market might work in these circumstances and the balance between new build and refurbishment. And a report lands or has landed on city bosses' desks about now. Its contents are the subject of much anxious speculation in the office market. Many feel cut out of the process. Not all, however. Should council leaders take those resolution and foundation projections seriously as a guide to policy? The foundation told me its projections were robust. We also have to take into account the idea that what they're trying to do here is to stimulate conversation. How would the city centre accommodate these 180,000 extra graduate jobs? I've spoken to think tankers who point out that this is about inspiring politicians to come to terms with the degree of change big regional cities need. It's not evidence for building on the ground, they say. It's to encourage leaders to grapple with the trade-offs. Office towers versus residential towers, city centre versus suburbs and so on. Okay, this is all complicated and it's a bit techy, but this stuff matters. Bismarck famously advised against watching how laws are made. Nobody wants to see what's in a sausage, he joked, and maybe the same applies to office market planning targets. But there are signs of disquiet from the market as planners and politicians in Manchester, Leeds, Newcastle and Sheffield rethink their city centres. For now, this is just an early warning, something to keep your eye on, a straw in the wind. And now your weekly rundown of what's going up and what is heading the other way in the place north. Elevator. Doors closing, going up. This week, Carlisle Global Credit, a 118 billion outcrop of the 260 billion New York-based investment house, 
teamed up with Round Hill Capital to pump another 115 million into a 488 built-to-rent scheme in Manchester. The project is at Portugal Street East in the soon-to-be-fashionable growth district, roughly southeast of Piccadilly Station. Colour like the lot size, it was big enough to get their global attention, but they like the partners involved, and they very much like Manchester's 13% year-on-year rental growth record. More money is coming to this sector. A poll of investors carried out by Cushman and Wakefield suggests 8.1 billion is assigned to invest in build to rent in 2024. Though how much of that gets spent and on what is a deeply moot point? That's because 2023 was, unusually, a standstill year for the BTR sector, which saw the volume of investment hold steady at a shade over 4 billion, but only thanks to a 1.4 billion surge in investment in single family rental. That means houses rather than in built to rent flats. So is the built-to-rent city living boom on the way? In Leeds, Deloitte have done the sums, and that shows waxing, not waning. Uh, compare the 5,000 or so units delivered in the last five years, 2018 to 2023, with the 2,000 or so due to be delivered in 2024 alone. That's a lot of flats all at once. Manchester is more plugged into big money, so things are changing a little bit faster. Last year, Deloitte say the city plocked up 2,400 new units, so similar to Leeds, although it's a much bigger market, and way down on the 2021 peak of 5,500 homes. The city pipeline is bulging, uh, approaching 12,000 under construction. Investors aren't worried they'll end up sitting on losses, but the build-to-rent market is on the cusp. There's no doubt that by the time those 12,000 units are built, the queue of investors for BTR flats will probably be shorter and the queue for single-family rental houses rather longer. It's been a funny old office market since 2020, but even optimists would find year-on-year rental growth of 14% a bit ritzy. So well done Newcastle, where BNP Paribas Real Estate Research has suggested that prime rents were up 14.3% to uh, £32 a square foot or thereabouts by the end of 2023. Firm says this compares with average growth of 7.2% above a basket of the big regional cities, including Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool and Sheffield. Now, there's a slight optical illusion here because prime rents, which is what they're talking about, self-evidently are not normal rents. Also bear in mind that Newcastle rents started cheap or in the language of the property world, they grow off the back of a relatively low base. Cheap, in other words. So, Newcastle office market is doing a lot better than okay. Newcastle city centre take up in 2023, total of 207,000 square feet across 39 deals, compared to 224,000 square feet across 45 deals in 2022. So that's a modest fall, but shows generally larger deals. And it's still decently ahead of the five-year average, which is about 185,000 square feet. But the key figure here is that deals to rent grade A space, the best stuff, accounted for 71% of all transactions, which is seriously good. Also note that whilst the city centre market was down a shade, the out-of-town market was down a lot. Office take-up for Tyne and Weir, more generally, not just the city centre, totaled 383,000 square feet in 2023. This compares with 465,000 in 2022 and 581,000 in 2021. 
So that's 34% down in just three years. The crash in the out-of-town market, where not a lot of new stuff gets built or refurbished, and the surge in grey day take-up in the city centre, where some does, suggests a big change is afoot. Newcastle is now experiencing the kind of geographic restructuring, so more in town, less out of town, that the North's other big cities had about 10 years ago. So that's it for this week. We've seen how difficult it is to come up with numbers for office market growth, and why some of them might add up to nothing very much. We've also taken a look at Newcastle's once-in-a-decade office market shift, and we've glanced at the built-to-reddit market as it turns gently from flats to houses. For more about the built environment in the North, visit placenorth.co.uk. I'm David Tame, and thank you for listening.